and welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, I have been talking about the great wealth transfer. And for the past, I think, five to seven weeks, I think this is my last week at All Nations Church in our Bible study in room 103 from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'll be wrapping up the Bible study on the great wealth transfer. And as I grow closer to the end of this wonderful teaching, we use the book by Mr. or Dr. Robert Morris, The Blessed Life. Um, you can get that, order that book. And you will be just, your heart will be just transformed by the renewing of your mind and the reading of the Word of God and this great man of God who has basically been given the mandate to teach the body of Christ about how to prepare the great how to prepare for the great wealth transfer. You know, a lot of people believe that, oh, if I just had the money, you know, oh, I could do this, I could make these changes, I can do this and that. And you have to be trained to handle wealth. As I said earlier, you have the, the prominent families in America, the Rockefellers, the um, Booker T. Washington's family, um, Mary Claude Bethune's um, family. You have, um, let's see who else I can think of right off the top that, oh, the Kennedys, the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, uh, Warren Buffett, the Gates. These individuals had to be trained to handle wealth. And I think about a distant cousin of mine, which is um, Will, Will um, Smith, um, and a very distant cousin. And our, his story was, you know, he, when he did the Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and he came into all this money, you know, he had all these friends, all these people um, that just, like, came upon him. And when it was over, he was bankrupt. And God gave him a second opportunity, gave him a second opportunity. And he there's a multimillionaire now, and he learned some valuable lessons. And basically now he knows how to handle wealth properly. Or George Foreman. We know that George Foreman was phenomenal boxer and the first time around, you know, he had a lot of wealth, and but he didn't keep it. He was basically destitute. And then he got into the Word of God. He became a man of God, and God trained him on how to handle wealth, just like God trained Abraham, just like God trained King David, just like God trained King Solomon, just like God trained, trained Queen Esther, just like God trained Ruth. So... Basically, God has commissioned me to prepare for the prepare the people for the great wealth transfer. And one of the fundamental things that you have to understand right off the top from the very beginning is God is first. 
and he is very serious about being first and he doesn't and he wants and he wants it to be done in love to, to be, you put him first because you love him just like he loves you and there's nothing that you can do there's nothing that you can say that can stop God from loving you because God the Father daddy God you have I hey is love. His nature is love. A lot of people get that confused. They say, well, he's loving God, then, you know, why are some bad things happening? Well, don't get confused. Don't get it twisted. Because God loves you, also he loves justice. He loves justice. John Paul Jackson, great prophetic man of God, who I was a phenomenal teacher and um, he was raising up um, some mighty, mighty um, men and women of God in the realm of prophecy. And I was listening to one of his, um, I guess you would say lieutenants or one of his protégés. Um, I think it's Tony Brewster. He's down in Texas, south, down in the southern part of Texas. And it was the first time that I heard on the television because, of course, my pastor, Pastor Steve Dow, he he just got through talking about this um, in our Sunday services past Sunday. But he, um, Brewster, was talking about how we needed to start being about our father's business and being kingdom-minded Christians. And he even said, he said, believe it or not, there are Christians that are in hell because they never knew Christ Jesus. No, Dr. Davis, that's impossible. How can you be a Christian and be in hell? You can if you don't know Christ Jesus. A lot of people, unfortunately, think Christianity is just going to church and every now and then giving some money and, the, and the, you know, or giving, so even giving your tithe doesn't make you a Christian, right? It's a good sign, but... It's the relationship that you have with Christ Jesus, Jesus the Christ. Have you accepted him as not only your Savior, but your Lord, right? But he and, and Pastor Steve Dow, they, they, they dealt with a lot of the ugliness, the stuff that has to be removed out of the church, and, that, and that's the ugly sin of racism, the ugly sin of prejudice, the ugly sin of... Pornography, all these things, all these things that have infected the world, unfortunately, has infected the body of Christ. So whatever you sin that you see in the world, you probably will find it in the church. And God is not God is coming for a bride that's going to be spotless with no blemishes. That means that we've not, we need to get back to our first love. We need to get back to our father's business. And our father's business is going to entail, is going to entail money. Now, Dr. David, Dr. David are you one of those um, prosperity um, people? Oh, yes, God is interested in prosperity. But what people don't seem to understand is God is interested most of all in stewardship and being blessed and being a blessing to others. And he's very interested in your heart 
as you do these things? What is your motivation for why you do? Are you doing this? Are you giving to in order to get? Which is unfortunately another twisted doctrine that we have in the body of Christ. We give so to, to get. No. We give because we love God so much that we could never pay him, pay him back for what he did for us. He gave his only begotten son, Christ Jesus, to die for our sins, to a, a pure, spotless man who and God who never sinned took my place. You can't pay for that. There's no money on the earth that can cover that. And so. As we get ready for this, we're going into a new era. We're not, it's not just um, get, um, getting a reset, as people say, or, you know, uh, we're going to go back to normal. No, we're never going back to normal. We're getting a new normal. I just taught my first cl- uh, face-to-face class um, yesterday. And it was, I was happy to be back because I love what I do. I love my students. And of course, you know, um, I'm covered. I put some super on top of my natural. I do all the things that, you know, you should do in the natural to, you know, to protect yourself. And I put my super, what I mean by that, I put the blood of Jesus over everything that touches me and everybody that's in my sphere of influence is covered in the blood. And one of the interesting things that came up, and the Holy Spirit reminded me of it as I was teaching class. I'm a science professor, and of course, you know, I have a science hood to for science experiments. And um, so in this science hood with these science experiments, um. I have a vent and the old vents, you actually could flip the switch and, you know, flip it on and flip it off, on and off. So I basically, um, you know, had the, the that option. But when I ordered the new um, vents, which I didn't get what I ordered, <laughs> interesting, but it did not have an on off switch. And it was very noisy. And when you're teaching, you want the atmosphere, you want the environment, what you're teaching in, to be as conducive to learning as possible. So that means with little distractions as possible. And, uh, you know, I went through the protocol of trying to get this resolved and did get, at one time someone did hear my cry and for a while the vent was um turned off where you didn't have all the noise but then when that person retired you know they went back to non you know just constantly running vent and finally you know and I prayed about it It was like like Paul's thorn in the flesh you know I was like God I've been praying and you know but obviously you want me to humble myself submit myself under this and and not and continue doing the best job I can in teaching which is what I ended up doing. And, you know, over time, I, you know, I just kind of like got used to it. And, you know, after a while, it becomes white noise. And, you hope, unfortunately, your students have to, you know, be careful. It becomes white noise for them. And, um, but, you know, still was pretty successful in transferring concept, knowledge, and skills to the student population that I've 
been given. So in my first day of face-to-face contact with my students, it dawned on me that what I thought was a curse ended up now being a blessing. Why? Because it sucks out all the particles, all the particulates, all the viruses, all the bacteria, all the those bad things are getting sucked out of my room up and out into the atmosphere, which makes my classroom now the most, um, the air, the pure air um, place in the entire college that I teach in, right? And it makes it a very pristine and um, um, sanitized area to teach in now. So I thought about it and I said, okay, God, this is why my prayers did not work in getting this cut off because I would have turned it off. And so I opened them up and I let that air purify the air in my classroom. And now I have a more pristine um, environment for teaching. And all because, of course, God, the Father, knew that COVID was coming. Of course, God, the Father, knew his baby, Edith Gale Davis, was going to have to come back into the classroom and you know, wanted to make sure that she and her students were protected. I love you, Daddy God, you Avahe. I love you, Lord God, Christ Jesus. I love you, Lord God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit. They love, they love Edith and they love you. So getting back to the great wealth transfer and what's been going on. And like I said, this Sunday will be my last Sunday teaching this class. Um, in Sunday school, and my godfather, Doug Apple, will be teaching now until December, Lean and Clean for the King. So I know you're going to really enjoy that. I'll be there. And so basically, I want to let people understand that money is coming. But if you're not prepared for it, it's not going to do you much good because you're not going to be able to hold on to it. You know, my former husband, Warren Davis, he said something that stuck with me to this day. He said, it's not so much how much you make. It's, it's, it's about how much you keep. And he is one of the most frugal people I've ever met. And it actually, some of that actually rubbed off on me. And um, it goes back to the ant, the rock badger, the locust, and the spider, right? The ant stores up, like Esau's fable, the grasshopper and the ant. And the ant was, the grasshopper was just eating, 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 and the ant was just storing, storing, storing. And when winter came, guess what? The ants had, what, provisions. And the grasshopper was, what, starving. So you want to be an ant. You want to have provisions. You want to have money set aside, right? And then the next step is you want to become like the rock badger, which builds their homes, build their homes in the mountains. They're protected. So what does that mean for us? You don't have a high telephone bills. You don't have a high electric bills. You don't have high gas bills. You don't have all these high cell phones. I mean, all these bills. You protect your income. You protect your income. And you have to be very careful. I'm all, I'm trying to be a very careful steward 
of everything that God has given me now. And, and I look back on the areas in my life that I see the most devastation, such as my divorce and things like that. And that's where areas where I was not the best steward of what God had given me. So as I, as I try to prepare our people and prepare the audience for this great wealth transfer, get ready, get ready, get ready, because it is coming if it has not already come to you. Right? We already have people to get stimulus checks and what, how did you handle that stimulus money? You know? And we need to understand that God is looking for good stewards. And one of the next most things God is first is giving your tithe and your offerings. And it is not Old Testament. This is a universal. This is an eternal principle and is found when, from Genesis through Revelation in the Holy Bible. Giving God your first fruit. Why? Because it breaks the back of mammon. It makes the whole, everything you have, blessed. And if you have everything blessed, it can what? Yeah, it can be multiplied. God believes in multiplication. God believes in profitability. That's why he took the talent away from the man with the one talent, and he didn't give it to the man with the two talent. He gave it to the man with the five talent. For us ladies, you know, he gave it to the woman with the five talents. Hey, so basically, he wants maximum profitability. And you have to be a good steward. And then, of course, I talked about the rock badger. Then you're going to become like the locust, right? Where you advance in the earth. That's promotion. And I think, I think, um, everyone that was responsible for my, my promotion, I've been praying. Promotion comes from the Lord, not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. Daddy guy, you He is the judge. He is the one that puts one man down and lifts up another. So, Basically, you have to understand this, right? You have to understand this. So he um, basically made it possible for us to, to prosper and to be promoted. And I thank God for my promotion, and I'm working hard on the next promotion. It's because we should be advancing in the earth, Right? And then last but not least is where I'm trying to get to him for a while, and that's the spider. And that what they create their webs. Well, basically, God wants you to be a creator of wealth because people who create wealth are able to bless others. So the creator of wealth. Yes, this is an important um, issue that Daddy God, Yuevahe, Lord God, Yahshua, Mashiach, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Ruh HaKadosh, Lord God, Holy Spirit, wants us to get ready and be prepared for the great wealth transfer. And don't fool yourself. Well, you know, if, um, if I get a million dollars, I will tithe. No, you won't. 
You won't tithe. Because if you can't do it with $10, how are you going to do it with a million dollars? This is a, this is a heart issue. That's what this, all this teaching has been about the past five to seven weeks has been about your heart. And we are all born with a selfish heart. Just look at the little babies come out the womb crying and screaming. Then they get a toddler. That's mine. That's mine. Right? So, and then as you get older, you still see that in adults, the heart of selfishness. And God cannot and he will not bless people who are not good stewards and who are selfish because he can't trust you. If he can't get it through you to help others, he can't get it and he won't get it to you. So this is why I have been spending um, a lot of my time trying to prepare the people of God and those of you who are listening for the great wealth transfer. And people say, well, I know some people, <clears throat> they're not Christians and they're very wealthy. And that's true. But guess what? They're following the godly principles. You need to check that out. If you look at any wealthy person, they may not be Christians, but they're following the godly principles, the eternal principles of what? Of giving. They probably have foundations, so they give away a lot of their money. They're givers, right? They're frugal in some ways. They protect their money, right? So they can do more with their money. So, yes. So, yes, you can take the principles and be blessed, but you will not have the ultimate blessing because you'll still be tied into what? The spirit of mammon. And the spirit of mammon actually talks to us just like God talks to us. And matter of fact, the spirit of mammon will sometimes try to disguise its voice, right? And make it try to sound like it's God's voice. Like, oh, you need to, no, you don't need to give that away. You need to hold on to it so you can do more for the kingdom of God so you can give it to God. God don't need our money. That's the interesting thing. So why does God have us tithing? It's all for our benefit, not for his. God is, <laughs> God can decree a thing and it's already done. If he speaks it, it's a done deal. So God doesn't need money to do, but what he does need is he wants to train up godly sons and daughters to do his will on this earth. And he basically has given his authority and power to mankind, which Satan tricked, deceived, and stole from the Adams. But Jesus, the second Adam, the last Adam, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, came back and took it back. And he gave it to the body of Christ. He gave it to the church. The church. And therefore, we need to make sure that we are in alignment with God's perfect will and understand that God doesn't need our money. He's, he's, in, he's in streets of solid gold, translucent gold, the purest form of gold. 
line his streets. Gems, precious gems and stones, rubies and sapphires and emeralds and diamonds are all over the walls and the, and the gates of heaven. Gates made of huge pearls. God don't need our money. God needs us to be obedient and be I.O. Instant obedience. That's something I'm working on. But you got to make sure it's God and not mammon trying to disguise himself or Satan trying to disguise himself as an angel of light. That's why you need to pray for discernment of spirits. That should be one of the things that you pray for all the time. Why? Because you want to do what God tells you to do instantly because there's always a blessing in alignment with being obedient to God's word. He is a rewarder. He wants to reward us. And that's a little tricky thing, too, that we need to deal with in our heart because we are designed to want a reward and to like rewards, right? But we cannot get it twisted, right? We can't be doing things for the reward. We have to be doing things for to please the rewarder. Our focus cannot be on the things. Our focus cannot be on the material things or, or whatever it is. It has to be focused on him. Daddy God, you hey, bye hey. Lord God Christ Jesus, Lord God Holy Spirit, and you can't fool God because God sees your heart. You can deceive yourself, which I've done. <laughs> you can deceive yourself, but you can't deceive God. He knows if you're doing this, doing whatever you're doing from altruistic, right, with an altruistic heart. Right? You don't want anything in exchange. You don't want the, anything in return. Now, God is going to bless you, even though you may not want it. But, and he's especially going to bless you when you do things out of the pure love you have for him and for mankind. Remember, God says love him and love your neighbor, including loving your enemies. That is a tough one. I tell you what. This word that my godfather gave me about the most powerful person in the room is the one who loves the most. That's why God will always be the most powerful person in the room, right? Jesus will always be the most powerful person in the room. The Holy Spirit will always be the most powerful person in the room. And the, and the human being who loves the most, like Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, right? Because love transcends everything. And this, and now I want to add to it the agape love, the unconditional love, the the love that has no strings attached, the love that always wants the best for the other individual over yourselves. The agape love of Christ Jesus, the agape love of Daddy God, Yehovah, the agape love of Lord God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit. 
Yes. This is important. It is important that you learn how to handle wealth properly because the other thing about wealth is it doesn't change you. It just exacerbates the characters that you already have. So if you're not a very nice person before you got wealthy, you're not going to be a very nice. Matter of fact, you're probably going to be a worse person after you get money. If you're very selfish prior to getting money, you're going to be really selfish. But if you're a very loving person, giving person, kind person, gentle person, joyous person, prior to getting money, it's going to, I guess, amplify all of those gifts. Money is an amplifier, right? It's an amplifier. Well... I want to close this broadcast for today. Um, is Romans 10.9. And that is if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Inter. The Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, Dr. Edith Davis.